0: How's it going? Welcome back to the Note to Self podcast. Today is the most exciting day that ever existed because we have probably, and I'm not going to say the best because that would make everyone else feel left out, including me because technically I would be a guest, (laughs) but probably the best person I know and my favorite human to watch on social media. She is an ultimate queen of all things fitness, mindset, nutrition, science bombs, raving, mince pies all of these things and her Miss is Skye and I'm gonna let you introduce yourself Queen because I feel like this is the most awkward part of a podcast right so I'm gonna throw you in and let you let you do your horrific horrifically
1: embarrassing introduction go for it who are you thanks for having me on Jojo um I love that introduction I don't think anyone's ever said any of those things before um but it's true I love to rave and I love mince pies and um, I do love all things science, fitness, and nutrition. Um, I guess I'll do the awkward bit of, I've been a coach for. I hate saying this because it makes me feel so old. I'm like seven years. Where's seven years gone? Wait, I've
0: been doing it for seven years. So I feel like, well, I, When did you start coaching? What? How old were you? Oh no, it's now everyone's going to do the maths and figure out that you're actually super duper young and fresh and hot.
1: Oh, I'm thirty, but yeah, so I was like twenty-three. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, so I uh, started as a PT on the gym floor, same as you, same as you, in mm-hmm. the pure gym, big up pure gym. Um, we don't name pure gym here, thank you. Uh, we're not allowed, we're more on the blacklist. We're, we're, to- we're blacklisted <laughs> over here, Sky, we're, we don't, do you know what I mean, we don't swear yeah. in the I podcast. Mean, you speak for yourself, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, started out PT on the gym floor, and then kind of worked my way up, went into gym management, went into mentoring PTs, did MNU, became a certified nutritionist. That was like three years ago, which is crazy as well. That's gone so quick. Um, and then, yeah, I guess in lockdown, I had a bit of a push to go back to being self-employed, went back into a bit of coaching during lockdown. And um, I thought, do you know what? This is really what I want to do. Um, but now I only work with women. And that's pretty much where I am now, working online, coaching women, And very much a different focus from what I did in PT. I think as a PT, it was all about fat loss and macros and all that bro stuff. Um, And now it's very much about relationship with food, relationship with yourself, exercise, body image, all of that. Because as you will know with your clients as well, Joda, I feel that's what people really struggle with. And they think they need to change their body and lose body fat. And that's going to be the answer to their prayers. And maybe that's going to help them. But you have to work on the other stuff as well.
0: Yes. And this is this ties on very nicely to what I wanted to chat to you about today, because it is so important. And I say all the time, and I've said it even on this podcast, even though I've done four bloody episodes so far or whatever it is, but (laughs) even in the short time that I've been doing this, the huge narrative is, do you know what? It doesn't matter how much weight you lose. If you are not working on what's going on up here inside your head, oops, outside here, then you are not ever going to feel happy with yourself you're never going to feel confident you're never going to have you know you're never going to have a happy life because you're always going to be chasing something that wasn't the thing you were really chasing like we're Mm. never really chasing fat loss we're never really chasing you know abs or a six-pack we're chasing how we feel about ourselves we're chasing the way that we want to feel in the future talk Mm. to me a little bit about body image because this is the the conversation I wanted to have with you today about uh, just about the way that we feel about ourselves what body image even is and how we can how we can kind of I guess start looking at improving that for ourselves so that it doesn't weigh so heavily in our lives so talk to me about what body image means to you
1: yeah so I guess I used to think body image was like we said about the way that I looked, the way that my body looked, um, my aesthetic, Um, and it's really interesting and it's it's funny because I I didn't actually come into industry um, with an aesthetic goal. I didn't start training for an aesthetic goal. It was by the way, I'm really lisping and I'm so sorry. It's because I've got you're not,
0: you're not. So Sky's (laughs) just got Invisalign, and you know what? I've just changed mine yesterday, and so we're both a little (laughs) bit like conscious. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> you're not it's you can't fine. even notice it you're sad. amazing
1: okay I'm just gonna pretend that no one's noticing it. it's only me and um, so yeah I never came into the industry with an aesthetic goal I came in for health reasons I had a quite a big health health scare that's what got me into you know eating better and moving better and it wasn't actually until I came and worked in the industry that I started to be aware of the way that I looked and conscious of it in a really negative way like I wasn't ah. lean enough I didn't have enough muscle um and it was being exposed to the fitness industry that actually I guess gave me quite negative body image um but then obviously as I worked through it and went through you know my own kind of journey with body image and a lot of that came from bodybuilding and and again that ties into what you've just said I when I was bodybuilding you know was aesthetically I fit the kind of fitspo image that we have yeah you fit the mold yeah and I had a lot a lot of um praise for the way that I looked and everybody kind of put me on this pedestal and it was so inspiring but I actually felt the worst I'd ever felt in myself I was the most insecure I was body checking all the time I was terrified of gaining weight like my body image was at rock bottom and and coming out of that having some body dysmorphia I started to realize that body image isn't about the way that you look and look in a certain way it's about your perception of your physical self It's about the thoughts that you have towards your body, no matter what it looks like, but then also the feelings and behaviors that come as a result of that.
0: Yeah. Why did you feel like, I mean, you've, you've even just the other day, I think it was, you posted a like series of photos or oh, it might have even been on your stories today you posted yeah. your like different phases of where you're at you know you started I think mm-hmm. it was at like 22 when you realized you know you said that about the health issues that you had and that's what mm-hmm. got you into fitness then you then started looking at more aesthetic um training then yeah. you got into bodybuilding and you you know in ripped physique you know you had a ripped figure Yeah, and then you gained a bit of body fat, and now you're just somewhere in the middle. Yeah, why do you think? Because a lot of people we we obviously look at this as like, oh well, if I'm leaner, I'm going to be happier, and then if I'm if I'm smaller and thinner and whatever, I'm going to have a better body image, and we automatically think that that is the byproduct of of losing fat. Yeah, why do you think? That you were more unhappy, Lena, than you were maybe, or why? Why do you think that your body image was at that? You said just then that it was at rock bottom. You know when yeah. you were bodybuilding, and I guess part of it is that external validation that you know you were putting so much worth on what, how other people saw you. Yeah. But why do you think that that was the case? That you had lower body image at that
1: point? I think it's just because I I wasn't living. My values or the way that I wanted to live to to keep this aesthetic, and I think that just put me in a very negative mindset. And because I didn't feel like me, and I even said on my story the other day, I can remember at one point I couldn't sleep because I felt like I was sleeping on a bag of bones. Like I was so lean, I was so underweight. I was like forty-seven kilograms. I'm sixty-three now. That's a lot heavier, but it doesn't look so much heavier. But like looking at the photos of me just before going on stage and stuff, I'm like, wow. If I saw that person walking down the street, like I would assume, you know, possible eating disorder. That's how that's how lean I mm. looked to me. Um, so I think it was just that I know the effort it was taking, the mental and physical strain I was putting on my body to stay there because I was so terrified that people would lose respect for me as a coach, yeah. as an athlete, as a bodybuilder, as a person, and. I'd kind of wrapped myself up in, all of my work was wrapped up in what I was doing. That was it. And it's it obviously taken over my life. I didn't have anything else going on. I was training, doing cardio, prepping food, you know, looking at bodybuilders, yeah. thinking about Imagine having
0: that much time, by the way.
1: <laughs> I that, know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, after that, I did like stop and start a few like bodybuilding preps. And I was just like, no way. How did I ever do this? <laughs> yeah, ever? Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, I think I think that was it. I think I knew deep down I wasn't living true to my values. I wasn't doing what was making me really happy. I was doing things for other people. Um, yes. And, and that, I think that disparity between not doing what I wanted to do, then was reflecting back in the mirror and not looking the way that I, I knew I should look. And, and I just wasn't healthy. I just, none of it married up. And in my head, I was just really struggling
0: yeah and so much of it is in our heads as well but I think that you, you you've you picked up on or I've picked up sorry on something really important that you said there about values and how mm-hmm. so much of the time we are living by what we think we should be doing and we've, we you know we've got so many kind of shoulds on our shoulders of, of oh but I should look like this or I should feel like this and especially as PTs yeah. I mean I know this isn't relevant to the majority of the, the people that listen to this podcast but as it being in the fitness industry, I know I've faced so many occasions where I felt like I should be leaner or felt like I should have, you know, less than three chins or, you know, at, at least one ab. And I've even had people comment to me saying, you know, I shouldn't be a PT because I don't look the part. And like my first manager at the gym that I worked at told me I shouldn't be a PT because I was too big and, and didn't look like yeah. a, a, you know, didn't look healthy enough. And things Sounds like that. Like- oh you've cut out uh, um,
1: say that again sounds like a prick that person that said that yeah douchebag was the official <laughs> name
0: oh my god no way because i said about that earlier today oh now everyone's gonna put two and two together don't worry don't worry it wasn't you thinking, short. <laughs> oh well it's okay well if he still watches my stories um, then hey hun yeah that, that's true
1: oh you mm, keep cutting um, out me but that that's also of, like, yeah, just it was unstable, but it might, it might sort itself out. <laughs> unstable, um, like, so like, I've got clients that, un- yeah, yeah, you're unstable. I know, something <laughs> I don't know. And um, it happens with my clients that are like nurses and doctors. They say that people mm-hmm. come in and they're like, who are you to tell me about my health? And again, like, you've got to find the question back, who are you to question mine? How do yeah. you know that I'm not healthy just because you're looking at my body shape? This is it. And this is such like,
0: I mean, it's such a big conversation of, you know, and even there's oh, yeah. like recently there was a, a study that came out about being well, actually there's been loads of bloody headlines all over the place at the moment, but there was a, you know, that everyone's talking about kind of being um, healthy obese now. And and it's I think it's really starting to change the narrative of like, you know, you don't have to be like the pitch. If I if I ask you to picture somebody who is the like I don't know the cover girl for health or the cover girl for fitness we would all immediately without really thinking about it I mean maybe not so much like us who have really worked on it but a lot of us would be like right well you know she's super lean she's yeah. super skinny, she's like you know stunning gorgeous airbrushed all of this sort of stuff mm. but actually like it doesn't have to be that way now and I do think that the that box is opening up more, and and people are really starting yeah. to, to uh, like, I guess, fight back on that narrative and go. Actually, that's not you know that doesn't have to be health. Like health is all different shapes, all different yeah. sizes, all different abilities. Like there's so much that comes into it. I guess that can be a, another podcast in itself that maybe we'll come on to another time. But yeah, I do think definitely. that the the way that we see our bodies is so dictated by what we feel we should be doing and what we feel we should look like and how we should be and when that doesn't align with what we truly like really care about going back to the values that you spoke about you know if your values are I don't know being able to have fun with family and friends that might include things like going out the weekends and having like I don't know a takeaway with your partner or like you know getting a McDonald's with your kids and things like that and sometimes if that value then doesn't align with the fact that you want to be super skinny or super lean or super insert, whatever you want that, that can like, I guess what you were saying, you know, have, you you're having that kind of inner turmoil where what you yeah. want to be isn't aligning with like what you actually really, really, really want to be. Do you know yeah. what I mean?
1: It's what you, it's like what you said. It's, it's the should versus the want, like the deep yeah. want. And sometimes you'll find, I don't know if you have three old clients, they get to this like sticking point where they feel like they're spinning the wheels. And I always tell them like, we need to go back to your why because you're, you're not connecting with it properly. That's why you're struggling so much because you're thinking I should do this for this job. I should do this for this partner. I should do this because the media says if I am leaner and more attractive, I will be more successful. And that's, yeah. and that's not true.
0: That yeah. is just not
1: true. And especially as
0: well, I think, especially with things like jobs and relationships and things like that. I mean, it all comes back to just not feeling worthy enough, but who's, who's the one who's telling us that that isn't worthy that, you know, a person maybe um, in a larger body isn't worthy or a person even in a smaller body that isn't super duper toned, isn't worthy. You know, I think it's all external things that are being put on us or external, um, yeah, just like external narratives being placed on us that we feel we should look a certain way. I think it
1: does. Keeps coming back yeah. to that should, doesn't it? But Yeah, because you- yeah, but this is the thing, isn't it? If you think about these things, Jojo, there's somebody is profiting from all of these at some point. Yeah. And that sounds bad coming from us because we coach people. I know! We're living, but we're like, it's like we're at the front line. We're like fighting it off. But we're like, But we also, you know, if I could do this for free, I would, but I can't. I yes. need to make a living, but... There is somebody at some point profiting from you wanting to be, um, you know, smaller, have bigger lips. You know, even me, I want eyelash extensions. I don't want eyes that look like piss, piss and slow, but that's my want. It's not because I think I should, because I want to have eyelashes. Yeah, You know what I mean? And that's it makes you feel
0: good as well. And I think this is like, again, this could be a whole podcast episode in itself, but just like changing yourself to... Um, to make you feel better, but so much yeah. of it is maybe changing yourself because you think that you would look better to other people a certain yes. way. And like Definitely. even me, like I've had my lips done, Mum. If you're listening, I'm Oh Natural baby, like.
1: Never
0: do anything. <laughs> but no. <laughs> she (laughs) she wouldn't even know how to press play on this podcast so we're good but like (laughs) my dad on the other hand dad would literally disown me I remember I got a tattoo once when I was like 18 and I, I got a tiniest little love heart on my ankle right it's the most tiny peasant little tattoo right I was on holiday obviously in Greece and my dad about four months later we were sitting in the pool like I was on the lilo and he like came like swimming over to me and he was like why have you drawn a love heart on your foot? And I was like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he literally Mm. was so furious, he stormed out the pool. So he would be furious if he knew. But anyway, what I was going back to was, like, I feel like so much of what we say, like, oh, but it makes me feel better. Like even me getting my lips on, like I probably, I maybe don't look better. I feel better in myself, but do I feel better in myself just because I know that that's the standard that other people expect of beauty? Do you know what I mean? I think that's a really interesting conversation to maybe dig into another time. <laughs>
1: another
0: we should definitely be writing down all of these things. We should do a whole <laughs> series oh my god uh, yeah. podcast 2, podcast 3, <laughs> yeah, podcast um,
1: 857,
0: another episode with Sky. <laughs> <laughs> um right, let's let's circle all the way back, all the way back to body image. Mm-hmm. And it talks me through how we know if we have a poor body image or like a healthy body image or how do we what would you how would you even differentiate the two would you say that there was unhealthy and healthy would you say there was poor and you know good body image I think there's so many different words it's for such it. a good
1: uh, question I feel like and I, I, I'll i probably say this quote in a little bit anyway but I feel like we we live on a sliding scale mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we have really poor negative body image days and sometimes you have really good body image days and I think the goal is the goal isn't I say so the goal isn't to never have bad body image days because that is so unrealistic you are going to have them the goal is have them but know that they're going to pass and not feel the need to act on them I think that's the key thing what happens is we have bad body image and it's the behaviors that follow that that are that are you know impactful yeah that are um causing problems I guess you know element there's different elements of body image it might be you know fear of gaining weight so then you stop going out you kind of um isolate yourself you don't go out for food you get real bad anxiety like that's a part of poor body image it might be body checking where every day you get up and you weigh yourself and whatever that scale says there's then it whether you have breakfast or go and do some cardio or you know you don't eat carbs that day it's it's something that is a negative element of checking your body, um, that has a that has a kind of consequence. Yeah, a negative one. I think that's that's a really key way to know that maybe you have some negative body issues, and you may need to work on it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you kind of feel like you, you know, if you're finding, if you're nodding along to what Skye's just said and you're thinking, oh my God, that's me, then mm-hmm. maybe this is something that you need to start working through. And, yeah. and, and knowing that, so, you know, like you said, that those, moments that trigger you it might be that you know you like sky said you know your your scales went up today or it might be that you uh, caught yourself in a shop window and and i don't know it wasn't the cutest (laughs) angle of yours like whatever it is it's about maybe it's very, very easy to hit that panic button and to go, oh my God, we need to change something because I don't feel cute. But knowing that the days, that those body image days are going to be inevitable where you have moments where you don't feel your best or, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't feel super duper cute or like a a total goddess, you know, whatever word you want to insert there. But like being able to, I guess, uh, acknowledge that trigger. Yeah. So then, maybe not act on it so easily because you can rationalize it. Like, okay, yeah. you know, in that moment where that trigger happens or that uh, I don't know, you hop on the scales, like knowing that the scales don't di- dictate your worth. Yeah, but then you don't need to change anything is really important.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, like day to day, and it comes back to like it sounds so profound, but like if you're living your values and you're living a life that you love and you know that the people around you love you regardless like people love you more for what you give to them in in their presence and like you know as a person they don't go off on scales today oh my god get out my house like that's not the thing that's happening if you're living by your values it's much easier to not be triggered but you're always gonna get triggered I'm still triggered I still follow a lot of bodybuilding athletes I still look and go oh fuck me they've still got a six-pack and I don't and then I'm like Ah, come on girl you know what it takes to have that you're not going to do yeah. that and it's it's that it's acknowledging it without judgment and being like okay I'm having a bad body image day that's cool what I'm going to do is avoid the scales and am going am not looking every mirror that I see I'm going to wear clothes that feel comfortable and I'm going to treat my way in a, my body in a way that I respect myself and is helpful and obviously yeah. we're probably going to come back to, around to that in a little while but yeah I think it's it's negative thoughts about your body that then lead to different behaviors behaviors that you wouldn't normally engage in that's how you know that maybe your body image is problematic
0: yeah and how do we kind of when when we have flagged up that this is something that we maybe need to work on and to be honest I would say that I would I would say 99.9999 because I don't want to say absolutely everybody but definitely everybody that comes to me <laughs> has a lot to work on when it comes to body image. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of, especially when it comes to kind of relationships around food and the scales, especially if you've come from a background of, you know, a slimming club or Mm -hmm. a like program where it is all about the result. It is all about what you look like rather than how you feel, you know. Most pills, potions, companies, big organizations, see people as a number so when you mm-hmm. have been in the diet space yeah so much of what you're what you place your value on in terms of how you're getting on you know with your fat loss efforts and we talk a lot about fat loss because that's just generally the way that you know my yeah. client's goal but mm-hmm. even in just health even in in the way that you kind of you know want to improve yourself in self-improvement full stop so much of it is is I guess, numerical, you know, you're treated like a number, you're treated like it's, it's yeah. all the quantitative data without mm-hmm. that qualitative. So what do you do with your clients that maybe helps them to see more of the, the qualitative stuff rather than looking at just like, oh, my scales, my, uh, you know, waist measurement or all of that sort of stuff as the, their yeah. their measure of worth. How do you kind of help them see and improve their body image?
1: Yeah, I guess um, like you've just said, Jojo, I don't really use a lot of measurements. Like, I, you know, people will come to me in conversations anyway and say, I hate weighing myself. And I'm like, cool, don't do it. I don't need you to. I don't want yeah. you to. Like, to yeah, like get rid. Go and smash them up. Like get some anger out if you want. Um, I do leave that up to them though. Like if I have a conversation and I, I am confident that they're not gonna get emotionally triggered, if they want to track that, that's fine. Um, but for me it's like setting different goals like more performance based more skill based even if it's an eating skill that's going to be helpful it's like okay let's focus on you know and this is the funny thing I said this today some of my clients are trying to eat takeaways in the week like it sounds stupid but eat more takeaways because they're trying to break this weekend cheat meal mentality that has maybe had from somebody else Mm -hmm. so we're normalizing this food but put it in the context of a healthy diet. Other clients are trying to eat less takeaways. Um, and it's like having different things that are working towards each week, rather than going, okay, let's see a drop on scales. It's like, let's see an improvement in the amount of protein that you're eating this week. Or let's see improvement in how many times you go to yoga this week. Things that they actually wanna do, rather than dictating things they have to do and being like, okay, where's the numbers? Where's the measurements? Where's the scales?" So definitely, you know, moving and eating more for health-based goals rather than aesthetic goals. Even though some people still have aesthetic goals, you find that when you focus on the health stuff, the aesthetics comes naturally to the side of that. When you're so fixated on the aesthetic, you completely can miss the health side of things. So I definitely do that. Um, And like getting people to practice positive self-talk, which is really difficult because I think people think you have to go from hating yourself to, oh my God, I know we felt I'm such a queen but sometimes that feels so fucking fake if you look yeah. in the mirror and you hate what you see you're not going to stand there and go oh my god I love myself i beautiful <laughs> I love myself
0: I'm amazing but what
1: you can say is okay I don't love what I see but I accept it and I can yeah. make changes but I'm going to do it from a helpful respectful place because I respect myself not because I change does not come from shame so nice. for me I am going to call you out on in a sec I called them out on the language that they use towards themselves and like you said earlier about your three chins like you're using
0: humor mate but, self-deprecation but, yeah horrific and
1: yeah and it's like it's like a bit of a um kind of a safety thing of like if I say it no one else will say it yeah so I think that people are thinking that when they're not but if I say it then no one else is gonna go yeah you have got chins. yeah so like you are feeding into a bit of a narrative so like I, I just call them out and I'm like okay the language that you're using that is not helpful uh how can you change that and you know getting them to focus on the things that their body does rather than the way that it looks. you know focusing again getting them to identify their values what what they want to live by and then especially with the ones that are struggling it's like okay these are your values this is what you want to achieve do they marry up no they yeah. don't so maybe we need to let go of this for a little bit and and sometimes it is like they come to you for fat loss and they're like you know aren't well, my relationship with food and my body image is more important and if i don't lose fat or if I maintain my weight or if I gain a little bit of weight I'm okay with that as long as I'm making peace with other things um so journaling mindfulness all of that's really helpful so that's some of the things that I work on with my clients
0: yeah and I think well, so. I think the negative self-talk is such a huge one and it's very very difficult because so many of us have done it our entire lives and yeah. even me there's so many yeah. occasions I do it too. Yeah, and we, do you know what we all do? But if we can, and I say this to my girls all the time, if you can catch yourself when you do it, then it just to, even just the art of acknowledging it is such a huge step in the right direction. yeah. Because like you said, sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. Like it's yeah. so ingrained into us that we don't even mm-hmm. know. I'm like, I do it because I know, and I've like worked through this so much for myself, but like, I know that if I say those things, then it doesn't hurt so much when someone else says it. Cause I'm like, well, I know, but yeah, It's actually, a protective thing, isn't it? But That's it. It's that like, it's that safety net and that comfort blanket. And I- I am really trying to catch myself on it because I even the other month, so I did a photo shoot. Um, well, I was yeah you're involved. Going, yeah, I was involved in somebody else's photo shoot, and <laughs> I was there just like hyping the queens up because, like, oh my god, that all of these girls, you know, four, five, six months ago, hated themselves, couldn't look in the mirror, were just like so so low in confidence and every single one of them turned up a bit nervous, but like so buzzing with how they felt and how they looked and they were all just so confident. It was crazy being in that environment. And I had spent the whole day hyping them up, being like, yes girls, stunning, goddess, gorgeous. Oh my God, amazing. Like really, really like just, it was such a good day. And everyone was so buzzing and on a high, not a single one was upset with how they looked. You know, Some of them were really super nervous and we just played Beyonce and helped them out a little bit, but like more than anything, it was like, it was just such a positive space. And then guess what happened? As soon as the photographer goes, oh, Joe, do you want to get in one? I was like, no, absolutely disgusting. Like I look horrible. Like straight back into self-destruct mode. And I even like, I got really upset. I remember I cried to Dan. Um, later on that evening because I was like, I've just spent four hours making every single girl in this room or helping add to every single girl in this room's confidence and making them feel fantastic. And all in one comment that I made about myself that could have, whether it did or not, I don't know,
1: but that could have squashed every single other girl's confidence. I was just going to say this to you. Yeah. When we talk badly about ourselves, we are inviting other people to feel like shit. It's like, oh, yeah. she thinks she's disgusting. Yeah. What the hell am I? Because it feeds we're- comparison. Yeah, we all hold each other in different esteem and we all, you know, we compare different things and that's another reason why you shouldn't do it not because it then just feeds the narrative in your own head but it's like think about the impact and especially like if you've got children think about the impact you're having on your children speaking so negatively but again I think it's that people go okay well you must replace that negative thought with a positive one it's like no why don't you just replace it with a neutral one instead of I hate my body replace it with I have a body yeah
0: And as well, like, yeah, exactly. same as like, I am fat versus I have fat and things like that. And a really, um, something that I, I get my girls to do sometimes as well is like, look at things from, and I think I actually might've spoken about this either in last week's podcast episode or, um, on Instagram, I can't remember which, but I remember kind of talking about like, okay, so you might not like your arms, but. They just helped you, you know. I don't know, like lift a PB above your head, or yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily looking at the positives or trying to flip it into a false positive or like a fake. Um, like a you effect, know, I hate I... my aunts. No, oh my god, yeah. I'm just kidding. I
1: love them. Like, we don't have to love things about yeah. ourselves. If it's it's really neutrality. Difficult. That's the first step, I think, is neutrality. Yeah. It,
0: and I think that's the that ultimate goal. That for right now mm. as well, you know, especially if you're finding it, because sometimes it's so difficult to look at your body and feel anything apart from hate. And so when you're in that place yeah. where you utterly hate, hate to the point where you are, you know, avoiding mirrors or crying in photos, yeah. or, you know, just it, there's so much negativity towards it. The The worst thing you can do sometimes is pretend to love it because you're never going to feel connected to that. But if you can no, turn it's it, and just say, it's like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you think that body image shows up in terms of social media? How do you think social media affects our personal body image?
1: This is obvious, isn't it? I think it's getting better. But like we are human nature is comparison we compare all the time what we're looking at is edited photoshopped filtered photos or videos that are cherry picked that you know have taken and like i i'm not going to sit here and bullshit and say i take one picture and that's the one that i post no of course i take about 20 (laughs) um that's not because i hate myself oh my god only 20 (laughs) (laughs) it's just because i'm like no i just want to get the right angle and like you know I've got and a brace okay. in my, yeah, I've got a brace in my mouth because I want to change my teeth, but I don't hate my teeth enough to never smile. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the difference. But I think it's it, it's taking what you see with a pinch of salt. Mm-hmm. Um and also, you know, if, if you're finding that social media is really damaging how you look at your body, like you have to take some of the responsibility that you don't have to follow the things that you follow. Of course, you're gonna get exposed to stuff that you can't help. If someone else shares something or something's on your explore page that's fine but it is up to you to diversify your feed if your feed mm. is making you feel like shit and there are lots of body positive and um you know inclusive diverse pages out there and not you know normalizing all these these normal things which I'm at a point now where I'm like we shouldn't have to point it out but we still do because we're not normalizing it
0: yeah and the thing is as well what we've got to remember is that our personal feeds are curated with things like that, with things that are more inclusive and that sort of stuff. But we have to remember as well, because we see so much of it because we're in the industry. But a lot of people are still just following, you know, celebrities or people that they idolize and like the ideal body type and things like that. Whereas like our feeds, I think are much more inclusive because we're very switched on to this sort of thing now. But I think for a lot of people, feeds are still very, very dominated by you know the kardashian or freaking like only way is essex crowd or people that are like you know that their bodies are to sell things do you know what i mean and they are using um you know a lot of i think this is a topic in itself really but like celebrities in the media and and the way that they are scrutinized for anything like Mm -hmm. you know even when adele lost weight like so yeah. everyone's always like, "Oh my god!" Like Adele was too big, and now she lost weight, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, Adele, she looks so stupid, she's so skinny." Like yeah. Get a, do you know what i mean they they can't catch a break so no wonder celebrities and people in the public eye are editing left right and center mm. and still photoshopping which by the way i thought was long gone. i thought people would like i thought that.
1: that and then i know i'm like oh that tile
0: in your bathroom yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like oh my god who who installed that wall it's so yeah, wonky.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, why is the sea moved <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we, we know like when we look, look at the research that the more time you spend on social media generally the lower your self esteem is you know you've got poorer body image um, and that's another thing like if you find that it is affecting you spend less time on social media like that's one of the key yeah. things I say to my clients if they're having a bad body image day do not freaking open that app. what why? are you expecting to find on there when you're already yeah. having a bad day
0: yeah, it's like, you know, when you like, you know, when people are like, oh, I was feeling really um, insecure about my relationship. So I checked his DMs. And I'm like, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're all, so you're just adding shit on top of shit. Do you know what I mean? You're just, just <laughs> piling it all up. Like, yeah. what, what's the worst thing you could do if you think that your boyfriend's DMing some girl? Like, go and check the DMs. Because if yeah. you check the DMs, what are you going to find? Oh my God, I love my girlfriend. She's so amazing. No, you're going to find stuff you don't want to see. So, <laughs> like, if you're having a bad body image day, great. sack Instagram off immediately invest in a freaking I don't know meditation app or go out and look at nature do you know what I mean go and go and look at a tree over your feed please
1: do you know what I mean yeah
0: what other things do you you think we can do
1: you're taking the piss there like but that is like an evidence-based thing to do spending time in nature improve body image I think there's loads of things that may resonate more with other people but generally the things I've um, work for me and for clients is things like not going on social media and um, and that comes around to like just being a bit more present I think spending time with your friends and your family and just being present with them takes all of the kind of attention away from fixating on what you look like you know not body checking not weighing not looking in mirrors wearing clothes that feel comfortable if that is baggy clothes and wear the freaking baggy clothes yeah. um, rather than like trying to squeeze yourself into something when you feel horrific you know journaling mindfulness they're all really good things that can help meditation if you're a meditation kind of person I'm not I've got ADHD we ain't gonna do that I'm not gonna sit yes. still for me now I can't even sit still on this podcast and yes
0: <laughs> I say this all the time I'm like how do people just sit and be with their thoughts Ooh, like
1: yeah. <laughs> can't cope. I, I find though that like my kind of meditation or my mindfulness is going out hiking so like that I do think about things and I do feel a little bit more able to pick things apart and and tangle through things and yeah um I guess that's kind of me meditating or when I'm like listening to music and stuff but for me now just sitting in my room cross-legged I just like oh thinking about oh my toes are curled or like yeah yeah I can I can hear my washing machine it's so loud or my stomach's rumbling like stupid stuff like that so it doesn't work for me but And I'm Um, sure
0: like these things take practice, but at the same time, like this is a lesson in freaking learn what works for you. Yeah. Because so many of us have never like even taken the time to sit with our thoughts or find something. I encourage so many of my girls, like some of the homework that I've given my girls before is like, find something this week that sets your soul on fire a little bit. Because we don't know that anymore. Like I only just discovered reading, right? A couple of months ago, I started reading (laughs) and I was- no,
1: I don't. What did
0: you do in school? No, the 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 <laughs> biggest book I've ever read was *Biff, Chip and Kipper* at school. Those little books. <laughs> I'm not joking. Since that point, I never picked up a book again. I was like, no. Even when we did a. Honestly, it was horrific. Like, I used to hate, I used to, I told myself I was so bad at reading. I told myself that I couldn't read. And so, even there when you we go. did like
1: negative self talk, exactly.
0: And it was only a couple of months ago where I was like, do you know what? I'm going to try. <laughs> but oh, like, no. when I was um, at school, like, even in English class, you know, when you have to read a book, like, and do an essay and what well, I don't know, stuff on it, I paid my sister to do it for me. She did my essay. She read the book and did the essay for me. I didn't want to do it. It, honestly, Amazing. like, but I, I found it, it... teachers are listening. <laughs> hey, shout out to you guys! Like, thank you for getting me uh, a couple of a uh, couple of A's, maybe and a B and a C. I got one C. The rest were like A's, a star and B. So I feel
1: like I did pretty good considering I was a really a reader. You're such a fraud! You're such a fraud! I, I know, honestly.
0: <laughs> but this is as well. This is where things like my imposter syndrome comes in as well because I've always just fluked <laughs> everything. Yeah. yeah, it's like I've always just coasted through life and I'm like,
1: wait, hang on. People work hard. Confused. <laughs> <Jojo, shut laughs> well, you can't just hard. pay someone to take mm-hmm. away this problem. <laughs> um, you work hard. Yeah, you can come to us and we'll take it away with
0: you. I know. Um, that's it. That's why. Too hard. I work too hard now because I never feel like anything's enough. This is a therapy yeah, session. Yeah, definitely. My therapist listens to this. So, hey, Han, if you're listening, um, mm. it's, it's not because <laughs> I'm a Gemini, it's because I didn't
1: read anything in school. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Circle back, circle back, back on the train. Where were we? Things you can do, things you can do. I think, I think before this goes out of my head, a big thing to do is to really understand where your, where your bad body image thoughts come from. You know, were you bullied at school or were you maybe, did you have negative comments from your family? Is it just the media? Is it maybe the industry that you're in? If you're in like the beauty or the fitness industry, um, you know understanding where it comes from is it peer pressure maybe you've had like a health condition that has really rapidly changed the way that you look Um, is it something to do with like cultural norms I know I've got a client um and in her culture if someone says to you oh you're looking well it means you've gained weight and it's like wow. like mm, it's just like someone said that to me the day, and now I'm like really paranoid that I've gained weight and I'm like you don't even think about these things. I think understanding yeah. where yours comes from and then maybe along with that, like what are your triggers? If you're mm. having a really bad day, like what was going on? Where were you? Who were you? Did something happen? And even what kind of, what part of the cycle are you in? Because like that yes. can play into it. Do you know what? Have you seen the
0: study about, um, like they, they looked at people in the luteal phase of their cycle and the ovulation so midway through their cycle and then yeah. just before they come on their period and they looked at I think it was like they basically did a like a they got them to look in a mirror and they tracked their like eye movements to see where they looked at and they had their most attractive body parts and their least attractive body parts or what they deemed you know they're like reception. yeah 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 and the study showed that at ovulation we look at ourselves far less often and for far less time at our unattractive uh body parts than in the luteal in the luteal it's got like the graph was like skyrocketed at the luteal phase um and like it's just mad how self-critical we are in general but also how Most those are, like yeah. parts of the cycle affect you because i know i said this to my girls um in a in a webinar that we did last week but like on that late luteal phase that is the so the week before your period if you're not sure that is every single time hands down whenever my clients text me saying I look horrible I'm ugly I'm disgusting I feel like I'm making no progress like I feel so yeah I literally immediately text them back and I go you're due on next week and they're like oh okay and even that, in just tracking your cycle, you can then rationalize those thoughts. The next time you wake up and you feel rubbish about yourself, it it might just be that you're just like noticing those things a little bit more that you yeah. dislike, or being too self-critical, or picking yourself apart. Yeah. Like we said, you know, body checking, pinching fat, just over being over analytical. And yeah. if we can just squash that, or not even squash it, but just ac- accept and un- and acknowledge those moments for what they are and then just rationalize them and sit down and go no okay you know I am being a bit of a dick to myself right now or I'm not being a dick but the inner dickhead is speaking a bit loudly so I'm going to just turn that down today you know I don't need that so what can I do to to not even distract yourself but to manage that in a way that is helpful rather than you know exacerbating those feelings for yourself yeah
1: definitely I think the more you act out of respect for yourself the more you can quiet that voice or at the very least just not feel the need to respond the behavior and that's the key thing isn't it
0: so I think yeah
1: definitely understanding you know what feeds into your thoughts around your body also then what triggers you and it might be it it, sometimes it might be nothing to do with the way that you look like our bodies don't really change that much day to day Mm. but if you're on a particularly bad day at work and you're really stressed um chances are you are going to pick yourself apart in the mirror if you maybe do feel a bit full from food and you convince yourself that you're so bloated that you look 10 months pregnant then you're gonna pick your whole body apart and you're gonna hate yourself all these other things and so knowing these triggers then again it's not like you're gonna okay this is my trigger I'm never going to that person's house with you know with that colleague <laughs> yeah. because it's happened it's like no it's like you then can prepare yourself like okay I normally feel like shit after I've been with these people or I normally feel like shit yeah. after I've been at this thing at work or this event or you know whatever it is and you can just prep yourself a little bit more to like you said acknowledge accept be non-judgmental know that it will pass and just carry on with these other behaviors that make you feel good and show that you value yourself as a person not just as a body that's it
0: yeah and I think a really big one is family and friends when you're you know there's so so many of my clients have come and said that they felt really good. And then they they know they're about to go to their mum's house. And their mum always makes a little comment about their next, you know, their new diet or their weight or, you know, oh, you look like you gained a bit of weight still or things like that. And I think sometimes it's not necessarily avoiding those situations, but learning how to manage them, learning how to respond the next time someone does say something that maybe wasn't, you know, yeah. a super helpful thing to say, or, you know, knowing how to, I don't know, like, uh it respond in a different way the next time you hop on the scales and it, d- it isn't a number you wanted to see or whatever. Yeah. Um and yeah I think that's why it's very important to come back to those values that we were speaking about earlier and figure out what is important to you. Because yeah. in the grand scheme of things, are the scales important? No. The mm-hmm. only to the ground underneath you and the ground doesn't give a shit what you weigh. Like the ground yeah. doesn't care. It can handle it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: No <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Imagine. That. Yeah, and it's like I, I get this with clients that, you know, maybe coming out of bodybuilding have really poor relationship food, or maybe have just been like, uh, I've had such a shit coach that they just put them on like eleven 1, hundred calories and left them in the lurch, and they're so terrified of gaining uh, gaining weight, and that's why they struggle so much because they're trying to control their weight so much, and it's like I have to take a step back and get them to to kind of think, what is the worst thing that will happen if you gain weight? Okay, well I'll gain a little bit of weight, and then what? And there's crickets. nothing, <laughs> yeah. And then what? It's like, okay, if you gain a little bit of weight by gaining a bit of freedom with food and not weighing yourself every day and not tracking every calorie, what else do you gain? I get to go out with my family. I get to go for drinks with go- the girls on the weekend. I won't feel anxious going out. um yeah, cool. Might have to buy a new wardrobe too. But guess what? <laughs> You'll look a mint in clothes that actually fit, not the clothes yeah. that you're trying to fit into.
0: That's it. You know, you'll feel confident. You'll feel happy. You'll feel yeah. more yeah. accepted by yourself, which yeah. is something definitely. so difficult to achieve nowadays. Is that self acceptance?
1: I think that's it. A lot, a lot of the time, you have to say to yourself, like that fear that you've got in your head. Okay, this will happen. Okay, and then what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I actually don't know. Yeah, yeah, because this is a bit of a story that you're telling yourself, so it's difficult. And like you said, uh, it definitely takes practice and just to go back to the point I made earlier, like the aim is not to never have bad body image days. It is to be able to accept them, allow them to pass and not always give in to the urge to act on them. Yes, I love, put that in a book, mate. (laughs) When are you gonna write a book? (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna put it in a twitter quote now i'm gonna see it on instagram later yeah mate i better get a tag are you joking i I'm better get it on i think i've already
0: put it on i'll oh, share it again insane. now yeah re- <laughs> retweet <laughs> <laughs> i'm not on twitter i feel left out um okay i think this is a lovely place to round it up i have not i yeah. can't see the time so i have no idea how long this has been but i imagine a good chunk right a good yeah, chunk it's of time. 50
1: minutes. one how do you know yeah. i can see the time babe I read books at school, so. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I can't read the time either. That's another one. If you give me a clock with no little numbers on it, I am lost, mate. Lost. So a question that I ask every guest that pops on here, just to round things off, right, I want you to answer it. I feel like you'll probably have a good question. I really have thrown you in the deep end because I haven't told you the question beforehand. So it's not like you've you've prepped your answer. Oh, but- okay. I know, stressful, you're going to smash it, believe me. So if you could give one piece of advice that every single girl on this planet could hear, so just one Mm -hmm. piece of advice to every girl in
1: the world, what would that piece Mm -hmm. of advice be? Mm. See, I have been asked this before, but it's not really like a girl thing, but I think the best piece of advice I ever had um, was don't make... Uh, permanent decisions based on temporary emotions and I think that can tie into body image don't do things that you know have consequences later based on the way you're feeling right now because things always pass and no matter how much of a bad situation you're in um you can always get out of it definitely I love that, and that. When did you get that piece of advice? You said that you received that advice. What was? Oh, do you know what? It was an ex-boyfriend that said this to me, and I was Ooh, like, "That snake. is, that is the best thing I got out of this relationship with that piece of that quote." Because I stick with it all the time. I'm a very impulsive person, um, and I am like quick to react all the time. And I think it was in like a work situation, and I just got so stressed, and I was just like, nah, I'm not doing this." I'm, you know sucking it in or whatever and he was like yeah just just chill. He was like just take a day like don't make a permanent decision based on this temporary emotion and I was like wow that's so profound I'm gonna use oh, that yeah. forever but yeah in it was.
0: times does- I've wanted to give up and become a receptionist and then like <laughs> <laughs> been on been on indeed.com um receptionist yeah. jobs <laughs> <place> in <laughs> Northampton. <London. laughs> <laughs> oh um, i love it i love it thank you so so much for being here today with me it's been super you. fun right guys you're gonna see so much more of sky but sky <laughs> where can the queens at the note to self podcast find you if they wish to
1: so i spend a lot of time on instagram that's where you'll find me so my handle is at uh, sky which is sky dot Elizabeth dot coaching and you will find me chat and shit over there but come come say hey yeah
0: Raven eating mince pies training and dropping That's all the knowledge cool. bombs i will of course <laughs> put all of the social links in the uh, show notes be- below anyway but for now thank you so much for being here sky thank you for coming on i'm sure we'll see you again soon um and for those of you listening go and have a fabulous week and i'll chat to you soon